0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy.
1: Hi, I'm Nick Gentile. I'm here with Tom Krause, ASHP's Vice President of Government Relations, for a follow-up discussion of Rutledge v. PCMA, a case recently decided by the U.S. Supreme Court that will have a significant impact on payments that pharmacies receive from PBMs. Today, we are going to discuss the decision in the case and what it means for pharmacy. If you'd like to understand all of the arguments made in the case, please listen to our podcast from October 7th. In this episode, Tom will also speak with Congressman Buddy Carter from Georgia about the Rutledge v. PCMA decision and the other policy issues impacting pharmacy. So, Tom, let's get started. Can you remind us what the case of Rutledge v. PCMA was about and what the court has decided?
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Nick. So the issue in the case was whether an Arkansas law regulating pharmacy benefit managers and the reimbursement rates they pay to, um, to pharmacies, whether that Arkansas law violated federal requirements governing employee retirement plans. And Arkansas and many other plans have laws that prevent PBMs from paying pharmacies less than the acquisition price for drugs. And they also provide some procedures for um, uh, for pharmacies to object to the rates paid by a PBM. And so so what, what happened in the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court upheld that Arkansas law. So that means they decided that Arkansas can regulate the rates that PBMs uh, pay to pharmacies. So that's definitely, um, you know, that's definitely a victory for Uh, For pharmacy, it's definitely important um, for us to kind of understand
1: that the Supreme Court supports those kinds of state laws. Does this decision have implications beyond Arkansas, Tom?
0: Uh, Yeah, it does. I mean, certainly it's, you know, certainly it's important uh, for Arkansas in its own right. Um, but it does have our, uh, implications beyond Arkansas. So the decision makes clear that states have leeway to regulate PBMs, particularly when, when they are acting uh, to regulate reimbursement rates that are paid to pharmacies on behalf of group health plans. So at least with regard to that reimbursement of drug costs, the court has made very clear that states can regulate how PBMs set those reimbursement rates, and. You know with regard to kind of how that extends beyond arkansas, there are there are many other states, I think it's close to forty states have laws uh, or planned laws regulating uh, PBMs kind of similar to um, what uh, what arkansas uh, the Arkansas law did. So you know we should definitely expect the the court's decision to clear the way for more states to regulate PBMs and for those that, um, we're seeking to implement laws to kind of have more confidence that they can uh, now move forward. You know, the, the court also made clear that states have the authority to pass laws that regulate pricing of healthcare services like P- PBM reimbursement, even in circumstances where those state laws might have an indirect impact on costs for group health plans, which are normally governed by. Uh, federal requirements, and so this is important because one of the arguments that PBMs have made is, um, "Hey, I know you're not, uh, you know, hey state, I know you're not uh, directly regulating the the group health plan, but but we PBMs um, were so important because we do all these things that we argue saves cost in the system, and so therefore, because there's this in, indirect impact of cost on." health plans, you know, states can't make those laws. And basically the court said that's nonsense. The court said, look, um, states are allowed to, to regulate pricing of services in their state. Um, you know, if uh, if if there's an issue between the PBM and the, the rates that they're setting, you can definitely regulate that. If, that. if that happens to have some downstream impact on the health plan, well, that's sort of an ancillary thing um, it's just just governed by, or just just an outflow of having this relationship with a PBM. The plans don't have to use a PBM to to um, set up this reimbursement structure. Um, this is not the state intervening in the, the kind of re- regulation of these
1: federally governed health plans. So it, I think it's pretty important that um, that the court said, you know, with regard to this argument that
0: states can't do anything that impacts uh, the cost of
2: of um, employee health plans, but the court basically just said, that's, that's nonsense.
0: We're not going to, we're not going to entertain that argument.
1: So uh, Tom, there's been some speculation. that The court would uphold Arkansas uh, pricing regulation, but would prohibit the state from mandating a use of a dispute resolution process. Where did the court come out on that issue?
0: Yeah, this was something that, that uh, you know, we had talked about in our prior podcast on this issue, and we actually said, you know, it's entirely possible that the court could uphold the pricing, um, but strike down the dispute resolution process. That's not what the court did. The court actually said, no, we, we uphold the Arkansas law in full, um, including the dispute resolution process. And so um, that's important because the PBMs were, were trying to make the case that, you um, because these employee health plans are regulated federally and there's a limitation on creating kind of different administrative requirements across every state, the PBMs were saying, well, if there's a different re- dispute resolution process in different states, you know, that, that kind of undermines that, that federal oversight of the administration of these plans. And again, the court said, nope, that's not, that's not a legitimate concern. Um, at, at its core, the, the Arkansas Um, Law is about pricing. States can regulate pricing. This kind of administrative procedure to resolve disputes around pricing is, again, it's ancillary. Um, It's not a direct regulation of the health plans. Um, So the states can go ahead and do that.
1: So, uh, Tom, you had the opportunity to talk uh, with Congressman Buddy Carter about the Supreme Court decision and other policy issues impacting pharmacy. I'll turn it over to you so our members can hear you discuss with the congressman these issues.
0: Many of our listeners are familiar with Representative Buddy Carter. He is a pharmacist and member of Congress and has been a longtime champion of pharmacy issues in Congress, including pharmacist reimbursement and DIR reform. So we're very excited to have him on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us
2: today, Congressman. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Well, so Congressman, obviously, last week, we had an exciting decision from the Supreme Court in uh, Rutledge v. PCMA. And, and, you know, I think that's pretty clearly going to be a a win for pharmacy and an important building block um, on how states uh, push back on some some harmful PBM practices. I'm interested to hear kind of what you've been uh, hearing from your constituents uh, in Georgia about PBM practices that need to be reined in.
2: Well, first of all, let me say that this was big. This was a big, big win for pharmacy, particularly for independent retail pharmacy. And I will tell you that from a number of different perspectives. First of all, as a pharmacy owner, I can tell you that it it has been horrible out there, Just, just terrible getting reimbursed below cost. Secondly, keep in mind that I served 10 years in the Georgia State Legislature. And I can remember us passing a number of different laws that were good laws, and and they would be applicable to the state health programs, but they wouldn't be applicable to any plan that was protected by ERISA. Right, and that was always very frustrating. So, kudos and and I applaud the the Arkansas Pharmacists Association for what they've done, and um, Leslie Rutledge, the the Attorney General out in in Arkansas and what um, what she has done, uh, this was just great. And another thing I wanted to point out, I don't know if you've ever, or any of your listeners have ever listened in or sat in on a Supreme Court hearing, but this was the first one for me. I'm not a lawyer, I'm a pharmacist. So uh-huh. uh, this is the first time I'd ever sat in on and listened. Um, I didn't get to go, I didn't get to sit in, but I did get to listen to it. I was so impressed, I, I tell you. These are smart people. Those justices are are smart people. Our side, Arkansas side, went first. And I mean, they tore him up one side and down the other. And when it was over, I just thought to myself, there's no way we don't stand a chance. Well, then the other side got up and man, they tore him up one side and down the other. It was just so fascinating and so impressive. And of course, the ruling was eight to zero and a big, big win. unanimous win for us. And uh, obviously we're happy, but I was just impressed with the process. I have to tell you, if you ever get an opportunity to listen to a Supreme Court case that you might be interested in, I encourage you to do that because it is very, very um, impressive. And listen, you know that what we've struggled with, with PBMs uh, and all of your listeners know how bad it's been. And our constituents have been telling us for a long, long time uh, as pharmacists, they, you know, that they're they're struggling. They're struggling to pay their their copayments. They're struggling to pay their percentage of what they have to pay, and uh, it, and it can all be uh, it, it can all be taken back to to where to where the PBMs come in, and and that's a big part, and the major part, in my opinion, of of increasing and escalating prescription drug prices.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you know, Congressman, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the time that you spent uh, in the in the state legislature. I hadn't realized that you you had spent that time uh, as a state legislator. You know, I think there are something like forty other states that have laws that kind of trying to get at some of these same issues that Arkansas has been. And I and I'm kind of wondering, from that perspective as a former state legislator, um, do you think this kind of will will open the door for states to be a little more aggressive in how they? how they police the practices of, of PBMs and maybe shift a little more of the, you know, some of the dollars to to pharmacy, hopefully going forward.
2: Absolutely, there's no question about it. This um, this ruling really paves the way for states to regulate the PBMs. Um, as you mentioned, there are uh, 38 to 40 states who already have laws on the book regulating PBMs, and what this is going to do is just to make it. Uh, this is going to open Pandora's box, if you will, and. And, and more pharmacists are, and more state boards are going to, well, more state legislators, I should say, are, are going to be passing laws. As I mentioned, when I was in the state legislature, we passed some really good legislation that never did go into effect on those plans that were were listed under ERISA. But now, that thanks to this ruling, um, you'll see uh, you'll see a lot more legislation that is applied to, to those plans as well. And it's not necessarily aimed at the plans. And that was the ruling in the case is that the relationship between the, the PBM and the pharmacy really doesn't have anything to do with ERISA and ERISA is not that far reaching. So uh, again, I just can't tell you how, um, how, how important this is and how impactful this is going to be. You know, over the past year, obviously
0: during the, uh, during the pandemic, we've seen HHS really try to kind of embrace pharmacists as a source of care, expanding access to testing and vaccination um, via pharmacies. So I'm kind of curious, how do you think that plays out going forward? I, I were hopeful that some of those requirements will, or flexibilities will remain in place for pharmacy. You know, how do you think this experience of the past year shapes the way policymakers think about how to leverage pharmacists going forward?
2: Well, I, I think it's it's very good, and and um, you know I think we've done a pretty good job. Not necessarily patting myself on the back, but the pharmacy community has done a good job in really um, highlighting just how important our role is in in patient healthcare during this pandemic. You know, ninety five percent of all Americans live within five miles of a pharmacy. Um, they're the, pharmacists are the most accessible healthcare professionals out there, and I know. We in, the ph- in my office and the pharmacy groups have worked very hard on, on getting HHS to, to release rules that, um, that we've advocated for on the part of all pharmacists, uh, and you know there are some states where they don't allow pharmacists to vaccinate, but there aren't very many, and most states do, and, and most people are getting their, their vaccinations now from, uh, from a pharmacy. And that was very important for us. And we were very, um, very fortunate to um, to be able to to get Medicare and Medicaid and, and um, reimbursement for for administration of um, the COVID-19 vaccine as well. So yeah. that's good news. Yeah, very good news.
0: Yeah, we were certainly hopeful that we see that see that trend continue. I think policymakers, policymakers, especially at the state level, are kind of increasingly, uh, figuring out that there's a, there's a sort of experienced, uh, educated professional there that they can, they can really call on to help with patient care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the last question I have for you, I, I know you've been a champion so much for um, pharmacist reimbursement. That's something we've been working on for, for years with you. What do you think are kind of next steps for how we continue to, to make the case for, for reimbursement going forward?
2: Well, first of all, I don't want anybody to give up hope. Um, you know, I know there are those who are concerned that we may be getting some issue fatigue, if you will, um, with some members of Congress because we've been working on this so long. But I really think that the pandemic has helped us in the sense that it has, again, highlighted just how accessible and how important of a role pharmacists play. And, and that, is, that is very important. It's been challenging. There's no question about it. But as I say, I don't want anyone to lose hope. You know, the services that we have provided and continue to provide under COVID-19, I think it's, it, it's, um, it's really highlighting our abilities. And one of the things I've been pushing for since I've been up here, not only in pharmacy, especially in pharmacy, but just throughout the whole healthcare professions and is, you know, for everyone to be able to practice to the top of their license yeah and and we need to be able to do that in pharmacy as well so you know scope of practice issues are state issues but at the same time we just continue to to fight for expanded scope of practice and and for cms reimbursement for for services that um pharmacists may provide whether it be counseling or or dispensing or whatever it may be
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to speak with us today, Congressman, and thanks for all your leadership on on so many issues that are important to pharmacy.
2: Well, thank you. And, and thank you for, for your podcast and for what y'all are doing. Um, you know, listen, that grassroots, that's the key here. Um, people ask me all the time, what can I do? Well, you can invite your Congressman, you can invite your Senator out to your practice setting, let them see uh, the value that you bring to the healthcare system, invite them uh, to your practice setting and, and show them exactly. Let them talk to your patients. Your patients will tell them just how important of a role that pharmacists play in the, healthcare, in the healthcare realm.
1: Great. That's great advice. I'd like to thank Congressman Buddy Carter for speaking with us today, as well as Tom Krause from ASHP's Government Relations Division. And I want to thank you for listening to this podcast on the Rutledge v. PCMA decision. If you have any questions about the case, please feel free to reach out to GAD at ASHP.org and we can get you the answers to those questions. Thank you and have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ASHP.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript.